1: Look, why don't we just work off a list of high-ranking presidents, vice presidents who haven't taken classified documents? Yeah, apparently that'd be a much shorter list. Kept them. Yeah. yeah. So yesterday— In I, fact, I, tra- I
2: found some back in the newsroom here, Tara, Oh, too. did you? Yes, cool. And, um,
1: yeah, I got some, too. I'm yeah. You want to trade them at the break? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes.
2: Gee. Uh, th- this is about the normalization— of politics uh, of classified documents as far as politics is concerned that this is getting Joe Biden off. This is I, this is strange that Pence is involved in this. And I'm. Yeah, I, I'm very suspicious about this whole thing now. Me too. And, and, and I, I seriously think this is all. And, and so the case on, on Trump's over. This is over, folks. It's over. It's done. There's, I don't, there's no point even hearing about it anymore. This is over. This is the putting to bed of that because it's, it's backfired on them. And, and so they're just going to quietly go away, just like the January 6th thing. Um, not quite as quietly on January 6th because they keep trying to, to dredge that up and to make it more than it actually was. But um, th- this is I, I just feel like this is about the normalization of this type of behavior so that it's cover for Biden and others. Uh, Hillary Clinton being one of whom uh, so that we can get past this.
1: Yeah, lawlessness yeah, is the kind of right. behavior you're talking about. I mean, it is illegal for Pence to have these documents. Well, so, then, I mean,
2: there, there's once again, there's a distinction that needs to be made, and in, and in, and in I've I've argued this about Trump in that he had the legal authority as president yes. to declassify doing I haven't done enough research to completely verify this but I'm I'm getting indications too that because of a executive order that Obama did um back in his tenure that there's actually the vice president also has an opportunity to declassify information however according to what I've been hearing and reading so far it is only things that the vice president has deemed classified he may then, or he or she, may then declassify. Declassify, yes. The, the president has broad powers to do that. The vice president only has the power to declassify things that have been classified by the vice president's office. So, but still, the, if you go back to Joe Biden and his time in the Senate, there's no justification. No. If those things are None, in the Senate, none whatsoever.
1: No, those are stolen documents. The question is, how did they get stolen? Because, um, as Ted Cruz was pointing out, um, And several Democrats have now pointed out, hey, listen, I've never viewed as a senator classified documents outside of SCIF, which is that special room they use to make sure there's no way our enemies could possibly see those documents um, or hear a conversation about them. Unless they stop by Joe's garage. Sealed room, yes, or stop by Joe's garage. So, I mean, the only way, I mean, you would have to steal those documents out of the SCIF. He's a senator. Senators cannot declassify. Um, Everybody's baffled as to this. Now we've got Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, Miranda Devine, at the New York Post. Once again, the only serious reporter uh, in this country on anything having to do with Hunter Biden. There might be one or two others I'm missing. Um, But, you know, pointing out, hey, listen, Hunter Biden was sending out emails um, that appear to be uh, bullet pointing classified data uh, that he should not have. And he's sharing this uh, with people uh, who he is getting either directly or indirectly paid by. So um that is that is a problem yeah, is. right there. I mean that right there is the clincher. Yeah. And I've maintained the whole time um Biden was selling this stuff. That's why he had it. Um that's they were monetizing it and, and it's the same uh, grift that Hillary was doing, but hers was more sophisticated. She put them on the server she made sure was unsecured and they donated to the Clinton Foundation. We know for a fact that at least uh, five uh, foreign entities, i.e. foreign governments, they believe, uh, uh, you know, accessed that unsecured server. Had the server been secured, they probably could have accessed it. But to make good and sure, it was easy to get those classified emails she forwarded, uh, she made sure the server was unsecured. She was selling classified data. Joe was just, I mean, I, Joe was just taking the documents out and... Hunter was sending the emails out with what was in some of them, it appears. That's what Miranda Devine is getting, uh, getting at in the New York Post yesterday. Um, so that's a problem. Um, but here, here's, here's the real problem. This is what started this whole thing, okay? Because I've been pointing this out since the beginning. Every one of these presidents that is living, Bush, Obama, uh, Trump, they all have ongoing disputes with the National Archives over what they can and cannot retain. And it's always been done in a friendly fashion, sometimes with letters, sometimes with attorneys writing letters. Yes, I'm keeping it. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. It goes on and on for years. Obama still has classified data. He promised to digitize and turn over and never did. So um, they, they, what this tells you is that they Trump is so squeaky clean the FBI literally, you know, full time trying to find some, something to prosecute Trump on to take him out, um, as is done in third world countries. Um, you get rid of the, you know, the opponent um, in the presidential election traditionally will go to prison uh, for the crime of running against the party's chosen person. And, and, and they're trying to get to that in this country. But the problem is Trump is so squeaky clean. They've been at this for years, Lee. So what they said was, OK, We'll use the Presidential Records Act in a way it's never been used before, and and we'll raid his house, and it'll look scary, and then the media will fabricate a story around that, and then we'll just black out that these other presidents um, have done the same thing, and we'll have another pretend gotcha, Um, and, and that was their plan, and you know what that tells me again, Lee, is Trump is so squeaky clean. And it's shocking to me that he is. I mean, I'm shocked there's not some middle manager level accountant in one of his businesses somewhere who made a tax mistake. Yeah. I mean, they can't I mean that's the think how many people work for Trump. That's the level they are combing for, and they still can't find the crime or anything they can twist into yeah. a crime. So I mean, this guy is so clean uh, that the FBI is desperate. They want the optics of a raid, and they decided to use a Presidential Records Act in a way it had never been used before. And the reason they're using it is very simple. Because it is the only one of the federal laws they're looking at him under that, yes, it's a felony, but it carries as punishment you can never hold a right. local, state, or national office again. There you go. That is why That's the, the FBI has fabricated this about Trump. And they were going to use the same thing on Biden to get him out, um, and then Biden screwed it up. I, I, Biden might have saved himself here accidentally. That's the funniest part of this because, look— Great article out yesterday. The Biden people have masterfully played this and the media is lying to you uh, that, oh, well, like Biden's different from Trump. Man, he came forward. He fessed up to this. He told everybody about it as soon as he found the documents. That is a total. It is,
2: yes, it is. Lie. And the, and and also the people he told were not law enforcement.
1: No. You, and heard morning,
2: you heard this morning, you heard this morning, Pence, if the story is correct, immediately contacted FBI and law enforcement. The Biden folks did not. Nope. They talked to the lawyers and they talked to somebody at the National Archives. They did not initially go to the FBI. They did not self-report this to law enforcement like they're claiming that they did or at least implying in the media that they did.
1: And then National Archives, unlike with Trump, they tried to cover this up. Yes. They were informed that Biden illegally possessed these documents, and they sat on it. They mm-hmm. did nothing. The only reason we know about it is because the inspector general at the National Archives, that's the guy um, in the government agency whose job it is to make sure they don't break laws or go crazy, they, he noticed a bunch of back-and-forth emails between Biden people and National Archives all of a sudden and went, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, what's this about? found out about it, um, and he went to law enforcement. So National Archives was busily trying to hold, you know, cover yeah. up for Joe Biden here. And Joe Biden basically um has botched the FBI's valiant efforts to get Trump out of the Democrat Party's way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hilarious yeah. if you stand back and look at it from a nonpartisan filter. Yeah. You know? Um, If Biden could just stop committing crime for five minutes, the FBI could have taken Trump down here. I mean, they were doing victory laps already over Christmas. You had Bill Barr uh, out there rejoicing on national television. They were probably going to arrest Trump. Trump's probably going to be indicted. He's probably going to be convicted. He's probably going to prison. And then the mainstream media heard, prison! And they got so excited. We're going to put Trump away. Finally, we got him. We got him. And Joe blew the whole thing. They They had Trump in a vise. And Joe Biden blew it. Joe, yep. so, you know, they'll find, they're going to have to find some other trumped-up charges, Way I to guess. go, Joe. Yeah, way to go, Joe. And this guy. Um, you know, and here's the thing. It's been pretty standard that whatever crimes Joe commits, the FBI just covers up. But they couldn't even protect him from this one. You know? And they were trying to. Here's the thing. When the, when the FBI and the Department of Interest is finally find out about it, right? You know what they do for a month to try to help Joe cover this up so they can still get Trump. They're like, you know what? No, no rush, Lee. No, no rush. Wait, you just you just take a month, have your attorneys go over the crime scene. Yeah. Ha- have them put away, wink, 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 those documents. It's just go do your own search. Wouldn't you and I love that? Yeah. We're accused of robbing a bank. But, you know, no, we don't want to come to your house and look for the money. Why don't you have your attorneys look for the money and get back to us? Tell us if you found anything. So the FBI was still trying to protect Joe Biden at that point. And Joe blew it anyway. Because Joe ain't that bright. That's why he graduated at the bottom of his law school class. Barely made it out. That's the president right there. And we're grateful today that he's not that bright. Trump is too, believe me. And so is Pence.
0: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Midella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crownland Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. One of my favorite things, yours too, if you think about it, I bet. Life hacks. I love life hacks. Like stuff you can do around your house. You've been doing something one way your whole life, everybody has, but there's actually an easier way to do it. Life hacks. Here's a cool one I just found. And I look, I'd love to hear from you about your life hacks. If you send me a good one, I will not only try it, uh, I'll let everybody know about it. We found several here together um, on this show. One of the ones I love is using Listerine, like when I use when I do the, my mouthwash in the morning. I spit it into the toilet instead of the sink. It'll keep your toilet minty fresh. I haven't had to clean our toilets in almost two months now. I love it because I hate cleaning toilets. It works great, um, but you really need to get both of you doing it, like you and your spouse, to get enough of it. But you, yeah, you just spit it in there in the morning and uh, flush. Keeps clean. Um, so that's cool. Here's another life hack. Um, and this one is neat too. You ever, and I hate this when you're, when you're cooking a pasta dish, you got to stir that pasta, right? It's going to burn. I know it's a pain pasta burn on the bottom of, I mean, it'll stick first and then it'll leave those little pasta spot marks. And then if you, if you miss it long enough, you get into a phone call and you forget what it's, it's burn on the bottom. Okay. You can make the pasta stir itself. Maybe it's just me. I'll do anything to make my life easier. It's usually with me, with cooking pasta. It's for the kids because I don't eat pasta. But, um, you know, it's for the kids with the family. I'm usually on the treadmill cooking dinner simultaneously, which is hard for me because I'll get sucked into an article or a piece of audio or something. And I'll forget. I have burnt so much stuff this way. Well, you can make sure you don't burn your pasta by doing this. Listen to this. Put it on the burner. Halfway. Now just yeah, like yeah, one side off, one side on with the pasta. Right, it'll still boil. Take us a few minutes long. Take it a few minutes longer, but it's worth it because you don't have to maintain it. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to stir it. And so, what happens is one side will, bur- uh, will, will boil furiously, the other not. It circulates the pasta, and it never hits the bottom. Genius. Send me your life hacks. Seven one three, oh seven. Seven one three oh seven is the common sense retirement planning tax line. Okay, so. Maybe we won't need these life hacks much longer. The Doomsday clock has moved to 90 seconds to midnight. Did you hear about this? Now look yeah, I don't know if I believe this or not. I just find it interesting. Well what why? Somebody the Doomsday Clock has got a next level understanding of world politics. That's why. With Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the specter of nuclear weapon use, Earth has now cl- crept its closest to Armageddon, according to the people who run at the Doomsday Clock, just 90 seconds before midnight. They must be paying attention to what the Uniparty and Joe Biden are doing in Ukraine. It's practically suicide. I mean, it's it's just it's literally nuts— um, and every day I pray that Vladimir Putin keeps his head because you can't count on Washington to do it. Lindsey Graham is out there. He wants the ground war. Do you realize what's going on there? I know a lot of people are tired of the Ukraine conflict. They're bored with it. They've long since removed the Ukraine flag from their Twitter profile. Like, I get it. And that's why they're getting away with this. First thing, we have moved patri- We are moving Patriot missiles to Ukraine. We are training American troops. They cannot be operated with, without American troops. What does this mean? Well, our own Pentagon warned they couldn't use Patriot missiles earlier this year because it could lead to World War III. And then this was actually last year. Now they're like, oh, what the heck, World War III? Sounds good about now. Maybe it'll distract from the economy. See, when you put a Patriot missile out there and you staff it with soldiers, with, with, with our troops, when Russia responds, guess who they hit? And this is what Washington wants, trust me. Our troops, what's that? World War III. It's World War Three, and that's not the only thing they're doing to try to get into World War Three. Uh, Lindsey Graham is is working overtime to get us into World War Three. Here's the problem: you remember for Tucker Carlson with the Patriot missiles.
3: The Biden administration is preparing to send Patriot missile defense systems to Ukraine. These are not surface-to-air missiles. These are long-range missile defense systems that can shoot down both missiles and aircraft. They are more advanced than any weapon this country is sent so far to Ukraine. That's saying a lot. As recently as March, the Pentagon denied that it would ever do anything like this. A senior US defense official said in March that, quote, there is no discussion about putting a Patriot battery in Ukraine. In order to do that, you'd have to put US troops with it to operate it. Yep. In other words, you would have American troops directly fighting Russia. Congress does yep. not authorize that. The American public is not in favor of that. There's no justification for that. And of course, the risks of doing that are profound. But now we are. Positioning troops in Ukraine is no longer a problem. It's no longer a theoretical problem. It's a reality. And Democrats in Congress are encouraging it. Watch. We can provide them air defense systems.
1: The supplying these patriot systems could lead to a very serious escalation in this war that would involve the US and Russia now directly fighting. I'm not that worried, Aaron totally cool with Patriot missiles, you know, the problem with them, they are surface to air, yeah. But they have a history of going, shall we say, astray, which I think is the plan. I mean, I just be honest with you, I think that's, that is the plan. Get us into World War III. Now, we have Ukrainians currently in the U.S. training to use them. Our troops will have to go over with them. That's going on right now as we prepare to figure out a way to get into this war with Russia. But apparently, that's not good enough. When we come back, I'm going to blow your mind with what we're doing now. To start a ground war in Russia, just in case the Patriot missiles are not enough. By the way, Lindsey Graham is smack in the middle of this, having missed his opportunity to get into the war that he wanted so badly with Syria. And then with Iran, man, he is riding hard on this one. Ground war with Russia. Because that's what we need. We are now doing something as a country that we have not done since World War II. To put us on World War II footing. Oh, and by the way, here's the crazy thing, people. We are now spending more, contributing more than Europe combined for this war. This is their territory. We have no national interest here. They don't even care about this like we care about this. Why? Because Washington wants a war. Bad. The rest of Europe's like, eh, nah, we don't care. We're cool. It's whatever. And Washington's like, war! Why? Well, because when you've done to the economy what they've done to the economy, the American people figure it out, especially with the dead, you need a war. Good morning. Okay. So you got to Pentagon going, no, we'd never send Patriot missiles to Ukraine complete with members of the military to operate them because that'd start a war. But that was like March of 2022. Yeah, that'd get us really close to nuclear war. We, we, you know, war with Russia. We we can't oh, wait, you know, what? we're going to do that. It sounds great. You just heard the montage of the Democrats there on Tucker Carlson about a week and a half ago. It was like two weeks ago now, I think. Something like that. Oh, yeah, Patriot Missiles. Vlad would totally not mind if we hit a city or two. He's just going to be fine with it. He's going to be fine. That is literally the prevailing wisdom in Washington. Vlad won't hit us. Plus, our contractors don't need a lot of money to the campaigns. They get to make a lot of money because then Russia destroys the stuff and the stuff breaks down when you replace it. So I mean, it's great. Vlad will be cool with us, you know, lobbing missiles surface to air and shooting his planes down. And keep in mind, folks, what we're talking about here, just so we understand what Washington is contemplating, if our military is operating the Patriot missiles and the Russian plane is shot down, is that an act of war? Why, yes, it is. Um, You can reverse it. If Russia shot our plane down deliberately, would that be an act of war? You bet it would be. I would not be happy about that. That's what we're contemplating. But then Lindsey Graham, and depending on what, you know what? That's not enough. Vlad might keep his head and we won't get that World War III. What can we do? Oh, I know. Folks, we are seeing our country do something in the European theater we have not done since World War I and World War II. And I've been talking about it for a while. We had 60,000 troops in Europe, February of 2022. We now have 100,000. That's war footing that's war. We we've, we've moved 40,000 and now we did now we're doing this. The 101st Airborne is on its way to Romania on the Ukraine border. That's the Screaming Eagles. That is the first forward deployment of the 101st Airborne to Europe since World War II. We only send them to countries we're like really in at war with. Conflicts we're at war with. They were in Iraq. But they haven't been to Europe since World war, what's so troop escalation, let's just look at this from Vladimir Putin's perspective. Okay, as we pray he keeps his head because Washington, official Washington, has going insane, including our Senator Lindsey Graham. Vlad's watching a forty thousand troop buildup in Ukraine, around Ukraine. These are in the the, the surrounding border countries. We went from sixty standing. This is pretty pretty typical for us in Europe. Okay, so that's that's not out of the normal. We scale up forty thousand troops in less than a year. Now we're sending Patriot missiles to literally shoot their planes out of the air. And now, like, you know, that's not enough to start World War III. How about we send 101st Airborne and hang out in Romania? And Vlad knows that this is the first forward deployment of this unit since World War II. Now, we've had a couple of them there since the summer. This is a scale up. And they're, they're replacing them and scaling them up. But this is the, this is us formally sending them. This is the formal announcement. That's a big deal. What is, it? this is what's so insane, okay? This is preparation for a land war. And then we're sending the CIA director and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to advise Ukraine, just in case it's not real clear to Vlad that we're at war with him. Basically telling them, I mean, you got to pivot to a bigger, larger tank warfare. Lindsey Graham's out there yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tanks, yeah. Send tanks, send tanks. Why? Folks, the Europeans don't give a rip about this. I mean, we're out there begging Germany to send tanks. Because they're like, nah, y'all send them. Yeah, we're not stupid. We don't want to war with Putin. Y'all do. You send your tanks. And Poland, we're getting Poland to pressure Germany to send tanks to give us a little bit of cover there. Only political cover. Yeah, what, what, what are we learning here? Folk, official Washington is, de- for whatever reason, desperate to start a war with Russia. This is not new. They've been trying this in Syria. Do you remember when uh, Hillary Clinton this scared me to death? She was uh, in a debate. She was asked, you know, what was the first thing you'd do if you were elected? She says, oh, no fly zone. In Syria, because remember Russia was in Syria then. We we were not supposed to be in Syria. We were not invited. And then the media asked Joint Chief Staff, What what would happen if we did a Patriot missile arm no fly zone in Syria? And they're like, Well, I'd probably start World War Three with Russia, but if she's the president, we will try our best to accommodate her. But it's probably gonna be World War Three. Okay. That's what they're doing in Ukraine right now. The very thing in March the Pentagon said, Yeah, you know, we'll never do that. <laughs> cause of war. Why does Washington want a war? I'm not saying we're going to have one. I don't know what the future holds. Vladimir Putin has, contrary to our media messaging, proven to have a very steady hand and a very steady head. So far, he has not responded to our provocations. Because he knows this is what official wants. Washington wants. He knows that. Um, and I hope he's smart enough to continue not giving them what they want. But this is... I mean, just wow. Just wow. Folks, you ever read the history of wars with Russia? Land wars with Russia? Going back hundreds of years? I mean, you got to be plum stupid and practically illiterate to attempt a thing like that. Like, you have to have no concept of history whatsoever. Just Google how land wars with Russia work out for people who try them. Oh, God. It just, this is just flashed across the street. Scream. Germany agrees to send battle tanks to Ukraine. That's to give us political cover to start the war. So we're not the only ones there. Germans don't want to do this. We pressured them into it. Why? If Europe does not care about this going on in their backyard, why do we? It's because this war is going to be politically useful. They, they, and they also need to to blame the things that are about to happen to our economy on somebody. The things that are happening to our economy they're just not telling you about. I mean, folks, you had 2022 first year, the bond market and the stock market goes negative in our lifetimes. We haven't seen this since the 1930s. And what do they always do when stuff like that? Have to get an awards? What's to doing? So keep your eye on it. It's just very interesting that the folks at the Doomsday Clock, which is kind of a gimmick, it's like a marketing gimmick. They actually have followed this stuff well enough to know, yeah, we, we are putting ourselves deliberately at risk of nuclear war. Folks, this is what they said would happen under Trump. He's going to get into war with all these people, except it didn't happen. Some of our best foreign policy years ever in this country in my lifetime. And now look, look where we are. Last year, Dr. Deborah Birx Scarfini to this audience admitted in her book something shocking. She was the one who made up the two weeks to stop the spread. Lie, grift. And she admitted in her book she had absolutely no statistics to justify it. She made it up as kind of a marketing slogan. Decided everything should shut down for two weeks because COVID. And she said the reason she needed two weeks was to give her time to find some statistics, anything she could make up to keep it going. In other words, the vaunted lockdown that we were not allowed to question was not the product of a group of extremely smart people deciding what to do. Scarfini came up with it just because. And she says that. She felt the country should be locked down. It was her own personal opinion. We were not allowed to, to listen to anybody else. It could only be Scarfini and Fauci. None of the vaunted virologist, world-renowned experts from Stanford or Harvard, Oxford. No, no. We couldn't listen to them. It could only be Scarfini and Fauci. And so it turns out she just made the whole thing up. She didn't even hide it in her book. Did it work? No. No, it didn't. That's, you know, you use junk science. It's not likely to work. Did it reduce the spread of COVID? No, no, it did not. Did it reduce COVID mortality? May have actually increased it. You're putting all these people, people are still going out um, to do little things and now they're trapped in their home with their elderly loved one who is vulnerable. Well, it appears uh, that Scarfini may have done a shocking amount of damage. Headline in the UK Daily Mail, because no one ever run anything like this here. Was it worth it, question mark. America suffered 300,000 non-COVID excess deaths since 2020. As experts blame lockdowns and delayed health care for the spike in drug overdoses, firearm fatalities, and cancer deaths. Okay, so these are not COVID deaths. So we had 300,000 deaths over the norm, what we would expect not counting the COVID deaths. Okay, so those have already been accounted for. Well, what were people dying of then? Surges of deaths from cancer, heart disease, drug overdoses, some of that's the Mexican cartels that that Biden let in the Fenton, and firearms. But uh, in that order, cancer, heart disease, drug overdoses, and firearms. So some of these are deaths of despair, and they're saying in this article UK Daily Mail um, that a lot of it is like the, the sickest people, right? The ones who had cancer, the ones who had hearts. I mean, you remember these cancer screenings were getting canceled. we were dying because of this. They was, this was covered. But Scarfini felt everything should shut down. Why? Wow, she was trying to defeat Trump and she had to destroy his economy. I'll just spread it out. So I'll sh- spell it out. Doesn't have anything to do with health. Quote, from the UK Daily Mail article, what we're finding is that some of the things people did to avoid COVID risk one of the things was to cut down on regular healthcare care utilization, um, and that had health consequences. Oh, yeah. So people had cancer, had cancer in remission. They were terrified. Their immune systems were shot. They were terrified to go out. A lot of cases they couldn't because the clinics where they would have gotten those things wouldn't let them. 300,000 excess deaths. What was this? Oh, to stop death. We had to shut down to stop death, stop the spread. And you know what? Remember why we had to just, the spread was going to um, overwhelm hospitals, right? And, and they were going to have to shut down. It was going to be a disaster. <laughs> well, last month, we had a higher hospital surge than we ever did during COVID, according to CNN. So the worst that we were told two weeks to stop the spread of the hospitals would melt down, the worst that could have ever possibly happened happened about six weeks ago. CNN admitted, wow, there's more people in the hospital now than what during COVID? Did the system collapse? No. Did anyone hardly even notice? No. Everything was fine? Yeah, pretty much. How many businesses did we destroy again just due to do the lockdown? 96,000 permanently, permanently destroyed businesses. 300,000 excess non COVID deaths. We didn't stop the spread. We didn't cut to death. In fact, some of the states that lock down the heaviest have the worst spread in death totals. Why? One word, censorship. We were told we could only mention, listen to, Scarfini and Fauci, and nobody, nobody else could be listened to. And everybody else we now know was censored. And here you go. 300K body count.